Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Well, this is embarrassing, to say the least. The last time I spoke with you, I was like, yeah, we're back. And then WTF, I disappeared. And there's always an excuse, a reason. And last time I took a break, I told you I was just overwhelmed from the past few years of my identity being, you know, single girl boss and then getting married and the wedding was really stressful and then finally getting married and then not knowing really what I'm about anymore on my platforms and then easily finding my way back. Then I also had the comedy show in Miami. That was about the last time I spoke to you guys was March It was a week before my comedy show in Miami. Well, it's been a long journey, as have been many other things in my life. Don't know why, but that's just the way things have been. I'm manifesting speed toward my goals at this time, because I I don't want to wait. I don't want things to be a journey. I'm in my last year of my 30s, and ain't nobody got time. 
And I know everyone's like, oh, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Well, I'm kind of tired of the journeys. You know, I'm over it. So when we first started this podcast, which, wow, it's going to be three years, two years of which was nonstop recording, you know, didn't miss a beat. Then I got married and, you know, took a little break. And then I started doing stand-up comedy and took another break. And now here we are again. And before I begin, you know, Everyone, so many of you have asked me, you know, when's the next episode? I miss your podcast. When are you recording? Please drop an episode, you know, every single day. So many of you. And we have thousands of listeners. We have about 50,000 listeners a month, which is still in the top 1% of podcasts, but still bad compared to what we could be doing. And this is where I ask you, you know, in the intro of this podcast and right now, again, with no sharam, which you guys know by now means no shame. Uh, To the new listeners, if you're here, uh, no sharam means no shame in Hindi. I have no shame. And so I'm asking you, you know, if you guys love this podcast so much and you can't live without it, please write a review and subscribe because the number of listeners, the number of you that are telling me you need the pod does not correlate with the number of reviews we have. It it just doesn't make sense. And so many of you have told me we don't know how to write a review. Well, figure it out and help a sister out, guys. We need the reviews. I need the reviews. I want the reviews. Good, bad, ugly, just write a review and subscribe. So now that that's out of the way, how did I get into comedy? And how did we get to where we are now, where we've been MIA? When we first started this podcast three years ago, we had every intention to go to comedy clubs and do live recordings of the podcast. As many of you know and experienced, then we were in a lockdown, and that just never happened. I am known for my comedic one-liners from the Bravo TV show that I'm on, Family Karma, and the platform I've created and generated is mainly because of family karma. I mean, I post a lot of content and my content and my social media Instagram account is the reason why I was, you know, on family karma. But the reason we have the podcast and, you know, had the clothing clothing line and have everything else is because of the show. So I'm forever grateful But, you know, a lot of things happened during the pandemic, even the airing of season one of Family Karma. We aired in the first week of the lockdown, March 8th, 2020. I mean, could we have asked for a worse timing? I don't know. I remain grateful. But in retrospect, you know, a lot of things in my personal plans 
were delayed. And that's happened in a lot of other areas in my life. It seems to be a trend and I'm just not doing it anymore. I'm not waiting for shit anymore. Like I'm manifesting supersonic speed right now. Like things need to happen now. So I was supposed to be at the clubs four years ago, but obviously that didn't happen. And then we finally got the opportunity and I needed to be ready. I had never done stand-up comedy in my life, but I grew up watching stand-up comedy. I grew up watching Comedy Central and All the Greats and Saturday Night Live and, you know, watching hilarious movies. I always saw myself doing something like stand-up. You know, I'd watch Last Comic Standing on NBC in high school, and I remember being like, oh, I want to do that. But we all want to do a lot of things when we're growing up, and you hope and you wish and you pray that those things happen, but you don't know if they're actually going to happen. And so early in 2021, we thought, you know, okay, the world is reopening. Maybe now's our chance. And then we saw, okay, things are not happening. Things are not opening. And same thing happened in 2022. And It was bizarre because I was living in Miami and, you know, we weren't really experiencing the pandemic down there. It was kind of business as usual. Like in April of 2020, the nail salons reopened and I was getting my nails done with a mask. Whereas most of the country, you know, was in a lockdown till 2022, And so I couldn't really get the ball rolling on the comedy club stuff till 2022, which is when the opportunity finally came into fruition. I was blessed to connect with Pooja Reddy, who is a comedian with the Kuti Gang, which in English is translated from Hindi to the Bitch Gang. Kuti means bitch in Hindi. And, you know, I loved what she was doing. And I remember going to have pizza and dinner with Pooja and the Queen Zarna Garg, who's been on the podcast, who now has, you know, her own special on Amazon Prime and, you know, has made leaps and bounds in comedy. And I remember us meeting for that dinner, talking about how we all want to collab and you know do a comedy special and all of these things and you know and now it's all happening and how we need representation in the space because it's all like you know men in comedy just like everything else I do it seems to be dominated by men all the things I decide to join and do and so I got the opportunity to perform at Caroline's on Broadway in July of 2022, and that's when we signed the contract, we as in me and Pooja Reddy of the Kuti Gang, and we decided to do this special show in November of 2022, 
And so I didn't think much of this, okay? I went into this with, what do the clear, what do the Care Bears say? Clear heart, open mind? I don't know. I forgot right now. But I just went into it thinking I'm going to do my best, and it's going to be a fun experience, like one and done, like bucket list, dream come true, performing an hour of stand-up at Caroline's on Broadway, At the same time, we had just finished filming Family Karma season three, and there was a lot going on. I was in the process of getting married and doing press for the season, and we had BravoCon for the first time in our lives. And then the year was going to end with this bang with me performing an hour of stand-up at Caroline's on Broadway, like a girl can dream. And then it actually happened. And I remember it was so nerve-wracking because we had so much press because the week of my show at Caroline's was the same week we premiered season three, of course. It's never like, oh, just one thing. It's like always 10 things all at once. And I remain grateful, but it was a lot. And so earlier that summer, 2022, I had gone to Europe with my now husband. And I remember catching a break on that nine-hour flight to Italy. And we, you know, decided, okay, that's when I'm going to use this time to write the special for my show at Caroline's, the one-hour set. And that's what I did. I spent nine hours of that flight writing the comedy set, which I now perform on tour, which is wild because I had no experience in stand-up comedy. But let me say, having a podcast and doing solo episodes will really give you a lot of experience. And, of course, doing TV for the past five years will give you a lot of experience. And those confessionals and, you know, coming up with one-liners on the spot and not having time to think. You know, people, you know, wonder in those confessionals, like, oh, do you know what they're going to ask you? Do you watch the episode? Do they show you a clip so you remember? No, nothing. They don't tell you anything. You've have filmed months ago and then months later you're being asked a question about you know the dinner you had and you don't remember the details but you got to be quick you got to be on your feet and you got to come up with a good answer and so that gave me a lot of experience you know priceless that experience is priceless and thankfully will stay with me till you know the end and I digress right now, but I did go to Ireland for my 30th birthday. I'm now going to be 39 this year, so almost a decade ago. I went to Ireland, and they have a famous castle there called Blarney Castle, and they have a rock, and if you kiss this rock, you get the gift of eloquent speech, and I went there, hon. I went there, And you hang off the side of this castle. You're like way up in the air. You hang off a bar upside down. It is 
as crazy as it sounds, and you kiss this rock upside down. And I did that. And let me tell you, I think my life changed from that day on. Like, things just shifted. I'm looking for the next thing to kiss. I don't know. I digress, per usual. So, anywho, I wrote this one-hour set on this trip to Europe, happened to sit in the same row as a comedian. What are the chances? You know, a European comedian who was going to perform his stand-up comedy show in Milan. That's where we were going. And he was German, and he gave me some tips. You know, the usual, be yourself. You know, speak from your personal experiences. And that's just what I did. I spent nine hours of that flight writing. And then before you knew it, you know, November came around. And I crushed it. You know, people are like, wow, like, was that your first time? Like, how did you do that? Like, did you practice? No. I didn't do shit. I just had confidence. You know, I had big dick energy because it was a one and done thing. We sold out, and the room was hype. I was feeding off the energy of everyone in that room. People came to support. People cackled. I cackled. We had a fun Q&A, and it was one of the most thrilling experiences of my life. And it was like a dream come true. And I thought, wow, I want to do this again. Like, how do I do this again? You know, like, that was exhilarating. And then two weeks after my performance at Caroline's on Broadway, they announced that they were closing for good after 50 years or 30 years, something like that, because they couldn't afford the rent anymore. And, of course, I was like, was that me? Was, like, I the bad juju? And, you know, I'm so grateful that I got to perform there. You know, made it right before they shut down. And then I thought, now what? You know, the one place I performed at is now closed. And they do say they're coming back with a new location somewhere. That hasn't happened yet. But, you know, here I am now trying to pitch myself. And the one place I performed at shut down. And I'm still humble. You know, I'm not calling myself a comedian at this time. We're talking November 2022, right after my performance. Because stand-up comedy is an art and takes years to perfect and you're always learning and it's, you know, just practice and getting the reps in and a grind and a hustle and proving yourself. And I thought, how am I going to do this again? How am I going to go to other clubs? You know, where do I even begin? Like, what do I do? And the same way I emailed a bunch of people and somehow ended up on a Bravo TV show, let me do the same thing for this, for stand-up comedy. My parents live on the same street as the Miami Improv. 
we are two blocks away, two traffic lights away. And I thought, why not email the improv? You know, I'm a local, I live in the neighborhood. Send them my tape from Caroline's because I filmed the show and, you know, tell them I crushed it and how amazing I am and let's see what happens. Let's start, you know, with what we know best, which is my hometown. And so I emailed the Miami Improv in December 2022, a month after my epic show at Caroline's on Broadway. And I give him my spiel, and she says, you're a noob, but we want to give you a chance. How about Wednesday night in March? And I said, I'll take it. And I think, you know, this gives me enough time to prepare and spend the holidays together with my family, my husband, relax, and then, you know, get the ball rolling. And you guys know I am a super manifester, even though I seem to manifest at a snail's pace, which is what we're not doing anymore. I do manifest. And I don't like that word, but I don't know what else we're using in place of that. Like, I get what I want eventually. I don't know. It just doesn't sound as good as manifest. So in January now of 2023, this year, I made a reel, an Instagram reel, and I titled it Tour 2023. See you on tour. Can't wait to bring my comedy show to a city near you. Stay tuned. Bitch, I didn't have a comedy tour. I had one show at the Miami Improv and another show where the venue shut down. Caroline's on Broadway. But you know how I roll. We're putting it out into the universe. I posted the reel, and I got a lot of traction, a lot of hits, a lot of feedback. And then I got a lot of, you know, bombastic side eyes as well. Like, who the fuck does she think she is? And you have to remember, when you're on reality TV, you're at the bottom of the totem pole in your community. It doesn't matter who you are. And in entertainment and in fashion. And I'll get into all of that stuff in another episode, like what reality TV kind of did to my life and my career and all of that. But for now, we'll focus on comedy and where we're headed and why I've been MIA. You know, who does she think she is? Performing stand-up comedy? Like, oh, you think you're a comedian now? Like, okay, anyone just can go do a show and call themselves a comedian. Like, you know, those comments. And I wasn't calling myself a stand-up comedian. I was calling myself a storyteller because that is what I am at the end of the day. I've been doing it for years now on TV for a few years now on the podcast, and now we're bringing it to another platform, which is a real-life stage. And let me tell you, for this Miami show, I put in blood, sweat, and tears. You would think I would have stressed and 
killed myself over the Caroline show in New York, my first show. Like, who gets their first hour-long show at Caroline's on Broadway? Like, no one. That's unheard of. And crushes it. Thank you. So I'm coming in humble, you know, preparing, memorizing, practicing, stressed, shaking in a corner, because the Miami show is personal. The Miami show is for my family, my city, my ride or dies, the people that have been there, the people that have carried me through these years, and they've been heavy. We've had some real highs and real lows. Back when this all began in 2017, you know, I was seen as the troublemaker who came back from New York to bring a trashy reality TV show into our well-respected local Indian community. And then years later, you know, I'm the trailblazer that brought in the first Indian reality TV show to American television. You know, it's that's life. And there have been people that have stood by me, you know, and this show was for them, for all the people that I love so much. I'm getting teary-eyed now. You know, I just wanted to do my best for my parents because they had seen me crush it in Caroline's, but to really make them proud in front of their peers. And then, of course, to make my own peers and friends proud who brought their families, you know, to see me on a Wednesday night. And so I got to Miami. You know, I had my set ready. I had rehearsed. I had practiced this thing so much. And, you know, we're trying to sell out the show because it's your hometown. But it's also Wednesday night. And you're a noob, so they're going to give you Wednesday night. And I was just happy to have a night, you know. And so I I think I psyched myself out way before I even got to Miami subconsciously. And this is where I want to talk to you about the importance of your mind, the power of your mind, and how your words are spells. Remember that. What you say, you know, what you think becomes what you say, and what you say becomes your action, and what your actions are become the outcome, your life, the result. And so it's so important to continue the work, to remain positive, to have positive thoughts, to speak positive things, even if you don't believe them or mean them, because it's all a technique. These are all techniques to strengthen your subconscious. And so I got to Miami, 
I picked this fabulous, fun outfit from Amazon Prime. Ten years ago, I would have, you know, purchased some Dior outfit. But, you know, we've come a long way and we don't waste money anymore. And so I wore this adorable two-piece hot pink, you know, set, pant and top, ready to go. And two days before the show, my friends, you know, they say, hey, would you mind if we just tell all the aunties to tell their friends to come to the show and to support? And now when you're performing in a city like New York, you don't really need to tell people to come. You know, everyone there watches Family Karma for the most part. And they like going to comedy shows. It's like a thing. It's like cultural in the city. You just do those things. To get a lot of people to come to a comedy show on a Wednesday night in Miami, in the burbs, it's, it's not an easy task, no matter how many people love you. You know, and none of this is easy. None of this, you know, the stand up, all of it, it, you know, none of it is easy. And so I said, sure, you can send a text message, like, go ahead, send a text message to all the aunties and, you know, sure. So they sent this text message and, you know, my mom didn't like it. And we're now two days before the show. And my mom says, you know, I'm not going to tell my friends to come to the show. I'm just, that's just not my style. That's not who I am. And this is not a knock on her because this is how I was raised. My parents know a lot of people. My parents are well connected. And they have told us. They are not going to do any favors for us, that we have to earn our way in this world, and Ramakrishnas work hard. Nothing has been handed to anyone in our family for generations, and if you want to do something, you know, you got to figure it out on your own, and that's just how it's always been, and I didn't take any offense to it, but something just struck a chord hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. You know, I don't know. I wanted a reason 
to panic. I wanted a reason to be mad. I wanted someone to blame for my anxiety and my nervousness for the show. And so, of course, you know, my mom was the scapegoat. On the flip side, and I've told my mom this, you know, would it be nice to have my mom say she's proud of me and share my content and, you know, promote me? Yeah, that would be nice. But that's just not her style, and that's never been her style. You know, she wants my work to speak for itself, and I get it. But this was such a big deal. And so I got into an argument with my mom, and now it's Monday. And I've said this many times before on the podcast. The people who really affect me, and I think this is the case for more immigrant families than not, are my parents. My parents really affect me. You know, any criticism or comment, you know, it really cuts deep. And so, you know, my mom saying she wasn't going to promote me or the show and she wasn't going to tell her friends, even though, you know, my her other friends and, you know, my friends were already doing that. She didn't need to. It just, it just bothered me. And I said, you know, why can't you just be there and support me and tell everyone to just come to the show? And I made it, I made it, I made it a thing. I made it a thing and I fought with my mom and I cried myself to sleep. And I'm so, so exhausted these days, you know, the past two years, that I really don't dream. And I don't dream because I either don't remember my dreams, but I think it's because I'm exhausted. So I'm just like in a deep sleep and I'm just passed out, I'm really knocked out. So I don't really wake up remembering much. And I wake up Tuesday morning, having cried myself to sleep, Overreacting, for sure, and totally caused a fight that was unnecessary because I was psyching myself out, you know? That was my main problem, was the fear of performing for people I know and putting so much pressure on myself to just give the Miami family and friends a show that they deserve just like the New Yorkers got and wanting it to be special and memorable and wanting everyone to be proud of me and I had a dream I woke up Tuesday morning with a dream a nightmare I should say first world problems I was in this hot pink two-piece outfit, same outfit I had purchased on Amazon, and I bombed, and I completely bombed, and everyone was 
embarrassed in the audience and it was awkward. And I panicked. And it was Tuesday. The show's now Wednesday. I fought with my mom Monday night. I've now awake. I'm now awake on Tuesday with this dream. I'm letting it get to me. And like I was saying, the power of the mind. I went to bed creating a story about how I wasn't going to perform well because my mom ruined the momentum, the mood, the vibe, when the reality is I did it to myself. I ruined the mood. I ruined the vibe. I created a fight because of my own insecurity, because I don't believe in myself subconsciously, and I want someone to blame. And that's the narrative I have deep down, which is why things take so long. We've said this before on the podcast. I'm not worthy, you know? Imposter syndrome. You think you're going to be a stand-up comedian? You think you deserve a show? You think you deserve a tour? You think you deserve to sell out in your hometown? Who the fuck are you? You're just some trashy reality star. So, having all these thoughts and then the bad dream, I practiced as much as I could. And then Wednesday comes along, get my makeup done, and I wanted to wear a different outfit because I was wearing the hot pink outfit in the dream. And so I wear the other outfits and they don't look good, all my other options. So I wear the pink outfit, the hot pink one, the one where I bombed in the dream, you know. And I go to the club and all of a sudden I have a fever my left ear is blocked. I have severe arthritic bone pain that shows up at this very moment. I can't hear myself because my ear's blocked. And I created, physically created, all these horrifying symptoms because I psyched myself out. That's how nervous I was. And now I'm on painkillers. I'm drinking hot tea, but not too much hot tea because I don't want to shit my pants on stage because, you know, I don't know about you. When I get the nerves, you know, there's a lot of nerves in your asshole too. And the next thing you know, I've got diarrhea or I'm in the toilet, on the toilet. And so here we are now in the club in this pink outfit. They're playing Taylor Swift. Everyone is having a good time. I can hear the room, the crowd. My castmates are there from Family Karma, their families, my friends, my family, my closest friends and their families, my parents' friends. Like, the whole town is here on a Wednesday night. People I barely even talked to came to support me. 
And right before I go on stage, we're in the room backstage. The other performers, you know, they're talking, they're bumping, there's music playing, and Hot Neighbor Julio's opening for me. He's psyching, you know, he's psyching out too, freaking out, but he's in a corner, and I'm just not in my element. I'm just not in the zone. I'm not in the right frame of mind. There's a lot of noise, and before you know it, they call my name out. And I go out there, and I see everyone I've known in Miami my entire life. And I'm so overcome by gratitude and emotion. And I just burst into tears because I'm overwhelmed And I want so much to make everyone in this room proud. But I've now drawn a blank. And I end up having to tell them that I'm really sorry, but I'm drawing a blank. And I'm really nervous. And I'm overwhelmed that everyone here has come tonight to support me. And I struggled through one hour of content. And everyone cheered and clapped and laughed. Even if they were fake laughs, they laughed loud for me. And the amount of love I felt that day, that night, the amount of people who messaged me and told me that they were proud of me. I, I still am at a loss for words. I still get chills. I'm still getting teary-eyed thinking about it. And what a failure I felt like. You know, my dream came true. I manifested bombing. I manifested failing, and that's because I continued to process those thoughts. And why is it so important to think positive thoughts? Because it's easier to make the negative happen. Because it's easier to think negative thoughts. Because that's what we're programmed to do. As humans, we are programmed to think of the worst case scenario. We have been programmed since we were kids to expect the worst. And that's what we do. And that's why it's so easy to manifest the negative, which is why people say, you know, I'm working so hard, but, you know, everything's going wrong. Yeah, because. That's what we're mostly thinking. That is what is dominating our thoughts, the negative. And so what if positive thoughts dominated our mind, which is why we're doing all this nonsense, writing affirmations, repeating affirmations, listening to self-help books, watching 
positive things on YouTube, watching positive shows on TV, just enriching our brains with positivity because you need to, because everything else in this world tends to be negative. Most people, they tend to share a negative outlook. They tend to share negative stories. You know that saying, misery loves company, that they want, we want to share the negative. That's what we're inclined to do. And that's what I did. And that's what I got. And of course, my awesome parents, God bless them. They were so proud of me regardless. Of course, everyone told me they were proud of me. But we all know I sucked. And some people, I'm sure, were happy that I bombed. You know, some people want to come just to see you fail. That's human nature. Most of everyone in that room wanted to see me thrive. And I was so disappointed in myself that, you know, I did not give the people I wanted to impress the most a fantastic show. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so hard, you know, to perform in front of people you know and your parents' friends. Yeah. But my parents, God bless them, they were like, you did a great job. Check it off the list. You know, you did Caroline's. You crushed it. And everyone here, at least you bombed in front of your friends and family. And, you know, they love you no matter what. And you're married. So who cares? LOL. <sighs> well, that is why I haven't been back on the pod. Because I went to a severe, deep depression and the Miami Improv, God bless them. You know, they were happy with my performance, and I brought in a crowd, and they referred me to the next club. And then the next club referred me to the next club. And then before you know it, what did I post in January? Comedy Tour 2023. See you in your city. When I had no tour, and all of a sudden... I had a tour. And my next show from March was in May. And let me tell you guys, I hunkered down. I focused. I quit the nonsense, cut the bullshit, not fucking around. This is serious. I don't want to experience the failure that I felt and had at the Miami Improv ever again. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but for now, we are on our A-game. And every show is a different experience, a different crowd a different audience, a different vibe. And these people have spent their hard-earned money to see me. And I cannot fumble the ball. I cannot fuck it up. I need to show up and show out. And that's why I have not been around. Because before every show, I am shaking in a corner. It doesn't matter 
how much I've practiced, how much I've rehearsed, or how well the previous show was, or how good the previous show was. Every show is a beast that I have to tackle. And that beast is my subconscious, my inner demons that tell me I'm not good enough. No matter how well I performed the night before or at the previous show in the previous city. And that's my journey right now. And I am not everyone. And I've said this before on the pod. The people that say they can do it all, good for them. I am not them. This has taken everything out of me in the best possible way. Performing in front of a live audience is the hardest thing I have ever done in my life and continues to be. And some people might think I'm torturing myself, like this is supposed to be fun. This is a challenge. And your girl needs a challenge. I am someone that needs to be kept on my toes. And I've learned so much. And I will be podcasting. We've recorded many episodes. We've been hustling behind the scenes. I will be uploading many episodes. They've all been done. This is the first one I'm uploading today for you. So you know where I've been. It's kind of like my explanation, my apologies. And I hope now you understand. And I cannot do it all. I couldn't do it all. You know, I I would love to say, yeah, I'm crushing the podcast, crushing the shows, managing being married and traveling nonstop and my health and seeing my friends and my family And having my guests come visit, because we have guests visit all the time, which is what we want, because that's a whole other issue, living part-time, I'd say, in Arizona, because I'm barely here, just getting through the time here, because I'm so far away from my life and my family and my friends, has been easy because of the shows. The shows give me life. It's like a new lease on life. And not getting renewed for a season four. Are we canceled? Is Family Karma canceled? No. Is it coming back right now? No. And so right now my focus is comedy. And when one door closes, another one opens, and I manifested this next journey, this journey of stand-up comedy. And it is a grind. And I, I am starting over. Doesn't matter who, what, where I was, what I did on Family Karma, This is a whole new territory, another territory in an industry with men. A world where 
most people think female comedians aren't funny. You go to Netflix and you type in female comedian and a bunch of blonde comedians pop up, female comedians pop up. Not one woman of color pops up. Maybe Wanda Sykes, I think she pops up. I think that's about it. So yeah, that's the world I'm in now. Proving myself, just like I had to prove myself at Bravo. I'm doing the same thing now on a whole other level. It's just me now. I don't have castmates to fall back on, you know? It's just me, myself, and I, which is why I think it's the best thing to have happened to me. I think I finally found my place. I'm hoping for the best. I'm manifesting a lot of things. And we're back. We're back with the podcast, which is my baby, my favorite thing to do. But it's been a wild few months. And when you tell a joke and no one laughs, that'll humble you real quick. Let me tell you. And opening for people, you know, because you got to get the reps in. So I'm opening for people that have been doing this for many years and they're selling five shows a weekend. I'm just trying to sell one show a night. One show in a city. These people are selling five shows on a Saturday and a Sunday. Sold out. I'm opening for people. Their audience do not know who the hell I am. And when they laugh... That is a rush I've never felt before. When people who don't know who the hell I am watch my 15-minute opening act and laugh, you know, I'm winning. And so I've got to focus, which is where my attention has been. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not easy. I have my show this Sunday in Portland, Oregon. I've never been to Oregon. Apparently they're called Oregonians. My husband's coming. Everyone asks if my husband comes to my show. The first show he was able to come to was my Phoenix show because I'm a noob, so they give me like Wednesdays and like shit days because that's what happens when you're starting out. I got a Sunday in Phoenix, which is probably the worst day to have a Sunday in Phoenix in June, like 110 degrees outside. Yeah. When everyone leaves the city, which I'll get into that too. Summer in Phoenix. I'm going to do a whole episode on summer in Phoenix. You know, it's, it's, it's all new for me. And what I'm learning is a lot of people in this industry in entertainment, in comedy especially, are cosplaying as poor, as broke, but there's a lot of money backing these people. It's a whole pay-to-play system, paying for publicists, agents, managers, PR, to just constantly 
throw your name out there, to put you in the machine, to promote you. I learned what an industry plant is, you know, someone just created by the industry, you know. There's a machine behind them, but you think, like, they came up the hard way. That's a lot of people in comedy. And it's unspoken. No one wants to say it, but it's true. You need a lot of money to make it. And I'm trying to do everything, you know, the old-fashioned way, as usual, as I always have with everything in my life. I come from a family that is successful, but my parents have never given me a handout, never connected me with a job or with anyone, for that matter. And there are times I've been upset at that because I do think... You know, it gives you a leg up on life. It's all who you know. But because of that, I work so hard. And I want it so bad. And here we are, starting again at ground zero. No one in comedy gives a fuck about family karma. Most of them don't even know what it is. And I'm starting over. And so that's where I've been. And I can only ask you guys, again, to review the podcast, to subscribe, to support me. I love you all so much, and I'm so glad I've finally been able to find the words to share this whole experience with you, because it's been tough. I went into deep depression And deep depression about a lot of things. Bombing in Miami was the catalyst, but there were a lot of underlying things uh, that led me to finally go into a deep depression. And in the depression, you know, I never stop. I'm never someone that just stops and, like, wallows in bed and doesn't do anything. You know, I'm constantly moving, ABM, always be moving. ABP, always be pivoting. But, yeah. And my baseline is depressed. So when I'm telling you I have been depressed, you know, we're talking about a different level. My baseline is melancholy. I've been like that since I was a child. You know, aren't we all these days? But I've been like this since I was a child. It's nothing new. I have no reason to feel sad. I have a roof over my head, right? Friends, family, health. But I am someone that is driven by my personal success. You know, everyone's like, you married well. I thought that would alleviate, you know, my ambition and my drive and my obsession with personal success. That only made it worse because I'm with someone successful. So that gives me more reason to want to be successful because my husband's so successful and not in a competitive way, but in a motivational way. My husband motivates me. And then coming from immigrant parents that came here and have made their own way with no handouts 
and having seen their success and just wanting to equal that success to even come close and being in my last year of my 30s and turning 40 next year it's heavy it's heavy stuff and you know we're we're going to get into it all a lot of things that I'm going to upload I've uploaded I will be uploading a lot so this is the podcast we're back and I apologize for disappearing but your girl needed to focus I needed to put my all into comedy and pray for me because I'm shaking we've it's like you know the Sunday scaries I've got the show scaries I've got a show coming up in Portland and we just we just got to stay calm and do our best and continue continue on this path thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week if you like the show remember to rate review and subscribe you can also find me on instagram at anish ramakrishna i would love to hear from you join me next week for more chai Thank you so Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.